some things that Josiah did that were distinct uh, marks of a good leader is he remained open, he remained teachable. Unteachable people, leaders, they never win. They just don't. People, leaders, you are a leader whether you like it or not, but people who are willing to learn and open and change put themselves in a position to win their battles. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how we all get really teachable when we hit a crisis? You are listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by Pastor Joe Coyne. So how was your day? (laughs) No comment? I trust you've had a good day. And the good thing about it is, no matter what we face, God always causes us to triumph as we seek Him and We just apply his principles to our life and his word. His word is changing us more into his image, isn't it? And when we come and get into the presence of God, the word says we're changed to be more in his likeness as well. We're going to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. The best days are ahead. Come on, the best days are ahead. Stop talking about the past as if it was better than now. Or we're headed in the future. Well, I'm going to get to something in a minute. It might just really be good for you. Let's pray. Let's get into it. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the privilege of being saved. Thank you for the privilege of our right mind tonight. Father, thank you for the privilege of being healed and healthy. Someone's in the hospital tonight. Someone's uh, sick in their soul tonight. Father, many of us have gone through many different things, but I want to thank you so much. It's so good to be free. It's so good to be an overcomer. And then it's so good to help others overcome. At some point, it's got to be less about us and more about others. So as we administer this word, would you place it on my heart? I thank you for giving us words that will Light on the heart tonight, meeting needs, answering questions. We, we expect and we ask for supernatural ministry tonight, and breaking the bread of revelation right where we are, right where it applies to us. And with your grace and strength, we will apply it because we realize faith without works is dead. You're going to speak a word into our life, and we're going to act like it's true. Apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, last couple uh, Wednesdays, We've been talking about the law of victory. You know, um, in order for a law to work, you have to do certain things within that law, and you get the proper outcome. But uh, we, we just have been focused on this, you know, what you learn is not good enough. What you learn must be applied. Say it with me, application is required. Victory is possible for all of us in every aspect of our life. You might not have been taught that growing up. You might have been taught, uh, you know, unbelief or, or just swallowed up in the world's negativity. But I thank God for the truth that we know it sets us free. And it shows us how to please God. And it shows us how to get God involved in every aspect of our life. Did you ask Him today? 
God be involved in every aspect of my life? If you wonder why you came up a little bit short, you might want to ask God that every day. <laughs> you know, because I, I try to remind, you know, remember to pray that over your life, over our life. Because we want to make good and right decisions, apply God's word, and we'll come out on top. So victory is possible, though, only if we learn how to apply our faith. First uh, John 5, 4, the message says, every God-born person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. It's simply the one who believes the Word of God, no matter what the world is saying. I encourage you to invite guests to come this Sunday morning. If you were with us this past Sunday morning, I started to, to talk about the lies of the world and the truth of the church and how we can walk in freedom and our identity in Christ. And we will not buy into the lies that bind. Our youth need to hear this. Our kids need to hear this. I saw an interview of a, a um, okay, it was a little boy that the parents convinced that little boy that he was a girl and, and gave the choice. They, 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 how do you say, groomed that, that little boy to think like a girl. There was no truth to circumvent that lie. So all that keeps being placed in his mind and his mind and his money, and he made up in his mind when he was like four or six years old, I want to have a sex change. And, uh, and, and it, it just got worse and worse and worse, the whole, the whole thing. And now, now that child is like um, upper teens, and now they regret they ever had that surgery. The devil is a lie. I know that's old school, but let's just call him out. He's a liar. We want to expose his lies. So you all pray for me as, as we talk about different things like this because we're going to walk in victory no matter what the world does because we're going to walk in God's truth, which is perfect and flawless, forever settled. Now don't get me started. I better get back on Wednesday. Okay, here we go. We talked about in Psalm 34, 19, that many hardships and perplex, perplexing situations and circumstances confront the righteous, but I thank God he rescues us from how many? All of them. I just love these scriptures. Let me just give you a few scriptures right in advance here. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us to triumph. Who in what? In Christ always leads us to triumph. Who in Christ always leads us to triumph. In Christ, remember, he's raised from the dead. So in Christ, we're walking in the resurrected Christ today. And we're living with, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit today. We're in Christ. The Spirit of God is in us. He comes upon us. And we pray in the Holy Spirit so we can walk in His ways and overcome any type of challenge uh, that we are facing moving forward. So in Christ, He always leads us to triumph. Those that are sons of God, daughters of God, the Word says, need to be led by the Spirit of God. If you're not being led by the Spirit of God, um, are you really operating as a son or a daughter of God? Yeah, so we need to follow Him and His ways, always agreeing with the Word. And he leads us to triumph as trophies of God's or Christ's victory through us, spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. And the message says, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Perpetual. I like the word perpetual, don't you? I want to go ahead and, and, and just summarize some things. Well, actually, it's not summarizing some things. I want to detail a little bit more about Josiah 
um, and how he walked in victory. Application is required. So when you look at the life of Josiah, we can see a winner. But he had a lot of things he had to face in order to become a winner over himself first, right? So when he sought God, that's a good start <laughs> for anybody just, just um, turning on fire for God, uh, being saved for God, and just, just seek him. Seek him in his words. Seek him in times like this. Seek him and, and diligently, and he'll, he'll bring you and lead you into breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough in our life. There's some things we sometimes start off not knowing, so we can actually walk in um, not winning because we don't know the truth in that area yet. Once we learn the truth, apply the truth, then the truth sets us free. It's amazing. seems like every service you hear more freedom word, hear more word, you walk in more freedom. It was always potentially there, but we had to learn something. Then we had to do something about what we just learned from the Word of God. So he sought God, and, and um, in 2 Chronicles 34, 2, Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Thank God for that. And as a result, the nation was purged of idols. The book of the law, was de- the Word of God was rediscovered. Come on now, wouldn't it be wonderful if we purged some idols in this world? And now this world's going to keep getting darker, but just make sure there's not idols in your life, right? Anything that takes more of our thought than God is an idol. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a waning, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, I heard that. It's sobering, but it's true. You know, let's keep our minds uh, right and clear with the Word of God and make sure first things are first. But uh, thank God that Josiah, even though he was very young, he led victory. So when we study what Josiah did is, first of all, he conquered himself. And we know that no matter when you get saved, no matter how old you are, um, when you learn the Word of God, begin to apply the Word of God, you really can't help someone else if you're not first walking in victory yourself. Right? And, and so that's so very much important. And again, um, parents, if you didn't raise your children in the ways of God, but, uh, no matter how old they are, today you can, you can learn to walk in victory and your kids can begin to see you walk in victory because a lot of times, they, you know, our kids need to see in us what we'd like to see in them. And a lot of times we're not going to say a word because our whole, maybe the lifestyle up until that point just wasn't really good. You know, and it wasn't, but anyway, it's really quiet tonight. But anyway, I'll just keep moving on. But so, some things that Josiah did that were distinct uh, marks of a good leader is he remained open. He remained teachable. Unteachable people, leaders, they never win. They just don't. People, leaders, and I, and I talk to so many different categories of people, so you are a leader whether you like it or not, but people who are willing to learn and open and change put themselves in a position to win their battles. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how we all get really teachable when we hit a crisis? 
You know, you that old hard stuff and, you know, you, all that stuff. You're like, oh, Lord, I need some answers. And like, oh, boy, I, you know, it's just amazing how, how we're open. Let's get open before we hit a crisis so we can overcome the crisis before it comes. So, good characteristics of leading himself, teachable, open, learning, uh, changing, uh, putting himself in a position to, to, to win battles. Uh, people with a strong track record of past wins, that does not give them future victories. Past wins never give you future victories unless you do what you did when you won last time. And you keep applying the word this time. And we don't put God in a box because he could lead us and guide us in the word a little bit different way this time. You know, I, I, I just, if you really read the word of God, the book of Ephesians, and it talks about how when we come into Christ, we become a, a newborn creation. And do you know what? Like on the outside, we went through the process of growing and developing and learning and, and hitting different phases of babyhood stage, and you got what comes after that toddler stage, then children's stage, youth, young adults, youth, whatever else you said, you know what I mean. But it was a progress. It, it progressed. Sometimes we're getting frustrated at people developing spiritually, but we need to give them a little time. Remember, you, you were born, born again with Abraham. You've been living this thing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and yet we're saying, what's wrong with you? Where's your faith? You know, that kind of stuff is not good. We can have compassion on people because we've been there. I tell you, the more stuff you go through, the more sensitive you will be. And the less judgment you'll be. <laughs> and the more um, humility you'll, you'll walk in uh, all the time rather than just waiting for a critical time. Amen, amen, amen. Okay. So again, I want to say it before we move forward here. Even people with strong track records of past wins need to remain teachable, remain teachable, remain teachable if they want to keep winning. And I do, and thank God. We're going to stay open. We're going to stay teachable. Say it with me. I might as well get you to say some good positive things over all of our life tonight. Say it with me. I'm going to remain open. I'm going to remain teachable. That includes my wife. What does that mean? Well, if you're married, you know, sometimes the closest people you are to, sometimes you, you, you don't necessarily want to receive from them. I'm way over that because my wife has a lot of wisdom. But she still points out things today. She, you know, just, just even this Sunday said, Joe, you might not want to say that again. Not that way. I said, you know, I see that now. I'm sorry. Um, and, and it was just her having my back and just helping me do better. Again, I'm going to say it. When's the last time you asked your boss, how can you serve him better? Don't ask unless you really want an answer. When's the last time you're serving in some sort of department, you ask the person leading you, how am I doing? How can I do better? We do that everywhere we go. Not, not because we're putting on something. We really want to know because we really want to grow and improve and win new levels at new levels. And let's look at Second Chronicles 34.3. It says, 
from Josiah. We, we learn that in the eighth year of the, his reign, while he was still young, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. And we all remember we said that also that Josiah removed obstacles carried forward from the past. I said Josiah had to remove obstacles carried forward from the past. And he was young, and he had to step up and lead change. That's why, again, a lot of times you just have to keep quiet, win yourself, start winning in life, and all of a sudden people will see. And they all of a sudden they'll see over time. And then they'll see, whoa, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of leader I can follow. Because they're, I'm not saying they're perfect, but they're leading themselves, and they're, 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 they're winning in different areas. And even if they... Uh, didn't come up the way they wanted to. They learned from their mistakes and did better next time, and they won the next time. Patrick Reed says like this, you can't move on to a new phase in life if you bring your old baggage with you. Let the bad go and move into the new. In other words, you'll not move into the new of what God has for you if you continue to hold on to the baggage of the past. The sooner we can lead ourselves, the better off our kids will be because their bags are packed with something right now from our example. Might not be so good. But thank God we can open up the package. <laughs> we can open up the baggage and take some stuff out and pack it with good stuff. Bringing luggage is not bad as long as the right stuff's in it, right? So... <clears throat> Life is a journey. You can't carry everything with you, only the usable baggage. Let's make sure we're packed properly. It, it, it takes some time to pack properly, depend on where you're going. But I'm referring to, you know, the good things that God teaches us and we do and God helps us overcome and be healed and restored from our past to move into the new things he has, which is a wonderful future. Jo uh, Josiah also, he realized what he needed to give, and then he gave it. Um, victory always carries a personal cost, though. Uh, and, and I don't really consider seeking God a cost, but it does take time. I don't consider um, learning the Bible, learning the word of faith, learning how to win in life. It, it just doesn't come if you don't study that show thyself approved. You know, there are words that is required of us. And you know what? You know what the good thing about God is? He's not a dictator. He knows your busy schedule, but he also knows that you know, we want to put into those in our schedules a daily, daily time for His Word and His presence for good people in our life. Josiah, he had to make choices and decisions that meant repairing the temple and reinstating the Passover and the, the values that God held high. That wasn't too popular. Back in that day, because the people before he, be, he became leader were absolutely in a bad state of being. Again, when I'm standing before leaders, <laughs> and, and again, I'm, I'm, 
just needing to be real with you tonight. If we don't like what we see in ourselves, we can change that. But it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. It's not legalistic, but we got to get into that word that helps us to see who we are and also cuts off our life, things we need to eliminate, plus the Holy Spirit upon our life to overcome. You know, I'm getting ready to say that, you know, oftentimes I'll I'll be at a church or I'll be at third-year pastors teaching them, and all of a sudden I said, you know what, if you don't like what you see, uh, you probably need to change yourself because you're a carrier of that. If you don't like the organization, don't get frustrated at your organization or from an administrator. Don't get frustrated with the church. Basically, your church is a reflection of you. When I first begin to sense something that agitates me um, or it's not up to a level that I, I think it needs to be, I begin to, I begin to feed on things that helps me to bring me up to a place that I can lead us into it. And then I make sure, you know, it, we have a you know, really good leadership team here and we're beginning to have core meetings to where we can continue to grow together and that's move into our future and have within the organization good leadership, good outcomes, because it first started in who? Me. And it gets into you. Josiah also faithfully delivered the funds to the high priest. He began to give a practice that was evidently neglected considering the rundown state of the temple. I believe we need to represent God in excellence. And, and, and before you start believing God for a whole lot of things, whatever you obtain, you've got to maintain. So make sure you can afford it in your budget when you pay it off because your budget will increase. Okay. You don't like that one. Uh, and, and, but he wanted to worship God. He wanted to honor God, right? And he wanted God's people to do the same. He wanted God's people to win, so he led the Hebrews to keep the Passover again with dedication and reverence, and he did it at a great personal cost. From his possessions, he gave 30,000, <laughs> I mean, you know, wow, 30,000 lambs. I just don't understand that, but he equate, you know, it's agrarian culture back then and, and farming and all that kind of stuff. But 30,000 lambs, that's a pretty good piece of money right there. And, and young goats and 3,000 cattle. I don't know what that would equate with on, uh, you know, uh, I almost said at the meat market, but th- that was really cruel. But anyway, 3,000 cattle. But listen, you might think it's cruel, but you eat outback. Uh-huh. I told you about uh, the other day eating at where? Uh, Printworks. First of all, don't go there if you're going to look at the menu prices. You need to save up budgets that well in advance. Well in advance. Because I hate eating stuff that's expensive and feel guilty about it. But if I budgeted it and all, everything else is in order, uh, you know, anyway. Um, we are out to dinner and <laughs> praise God, Nana fit the bill. Man, that steak tasted good that night. That, that just tasted good that night. Out celebrating Hannah. She deserves celebration. And so anyway, um, so he, he gave 30,000 cattle uh, to be sacrificed by the people. That's just, just sacrificial offerings. 
Come on, don't you know that smell good? You don't like the you don't like the smell of grilling out? Imagine a thousand cows. I mean, and God's saying, you know, when you do it right, this is a sweet smelling aroma that goes up to him. Absolutely. Sweet smelling aroma to me too. I love the smell of, uh, of grilling out, don't you? Man, even hot dogs smell good. They're very bad for you, but they really smell good. And you, gotta, you just have to eat, you know, maybe an occasion or two. What? Huh? In moderation? Well, I don't, I'm way below moderation because I'm like every, every like once or twice a year because I, I got to have Pepsi Plus to make sure I'm good after that. Now, I'm, I'm not believing for that, but it's been a tendency in the past for them not to set well. If you don't know what Pepsi Plus is, you're lift, you, you are missing some of your healing. <laughs> Man, that's a good stuff to travel with, everything. All right, so... Second Chronicles 13, I guess we just need to laugh a little tonight. Second Chronicles, anybody winning tonight? Yeah. I just laugh about it anyway. He that sits in heaven laughs, a merry heart doth good like a medicine. And, and you know what? What straightens up sometimes, if we're in faith about something, we've got to have some joy about our life and some peace about our life. So we go around like Eeyore, uh, we're not winning. You know, or, or, or is it Pigpen with the Linus? That's that blanket, right, with all kind of dust around it. What? Pig pen? Well, whoever held that dirty, filthy blanket, I am not hanging out with that guy. So anyway, I don't even know why that applies, but just live right and clean. Okay, there you go. That fits. Second Chronicles 35, uh, 17, 18 says, the children of Israel who were present kept the Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days. There, there had been no Passover kept in Israel like that since the days of Samuel the prophet. None of the kings of Israel had kept such a Passover, but Josiah reenacted it. Things that were important to God. We want to see what's in the Word of God and see what God honors and see God's way and make sure we apply that in our life and everything we influence. Again, sobering thought. If we don't like what we see in our family, wonder if, wonder if we have it in ourselves. If, if we don't like what we see in our kids, are we setting the right example? Is it in us to, to set a good example so they can come alongside? Um, you need to get those kids, and we need to all be in environments like this because more happens in a service more happens in each of these age categories when they're assembled than they, you could ever just even imagine. Talking to um, some of our leaders today over us, I said, there's nothing like getting into the presence of our leadership. Some, I mean, there's an anointing upon their life. There's, there's faith upon their lives. There's authenticity upon their lives. There's uh, could be prayer impartation, just all different things. Burdens removed, yoke destroys, answers coming. You know, whether we like it or not, um, you know, God's going to use the people that he assigns you to. And again, you don't have to follow them unconditionally. I said that. Uh, but make sure they line, line up with the Word of God and they're good people behind the scene. Right? And, and they, they know the ways of God and, and, and they can lead you. But I don't know the times I've been in the presence of my leader 
And all of a sudden, out of the blue, an answer came that I needed. Just, I wasn't even pressing in for that answer. I was just where I needed to be, in front of who I needed to be. I am one that is really easy to follow the leaders that God has brought into my life. And I am very hard to follow someone that would try to take me out of that vein. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm downright stubborn. Too many people are following different direction when God said, no, you're here. It doesn't matter what anybody else, and for that matter, what everybody else does, you be right there where God wants you. I love this Josiah example because he, he reinstated honor for God, honor for his words, honor for his ways. A lot of the things, in the, you know, we don't do in the New Testament like the old nowadays. But boy, there are some things we're going to talk about as to how we need to honor God and in turn bring honor as a lifestyle back into our life, back into our families, back into our churches. You can carry honor in, in a very dark world where you're employed and you can make a difference. Josiah recognized the key to victory. Every leader is invested with the responsibility of finding the key to victory for, for your family, for, you know, whatever you lead. You're, you're responsible to find out an answer. And it really, really behooves you to follow good leaders and also believe God for the right people, right environments to learn things you need so you can bring answers to what you're assigned to. For Josiah, the key was repentance. He had to repent for all the things, and he had to get himself right. He had to get himself right internally. And after the book of law was discovered and read, he genuinely repented for his own sins and those of the people. He prompted his citizens to follow his lead. Every leadership situation is different, but they all contain a key to victory. And if you're a leader or if you're, you're, you are a leader, uh, we have to find that key. And I tell you what, that's why whenever we're facing situation, never forget, find scriptures that cover your case and ask God for wisdom and leading of the Holy Spirit to help you navigate and lead you right out of that ch challenge with God's way, with God's leading and God's word. And let me tell you something again, your consistency matters. I don't know the times I've just been sitting faithfully reading the Word of God, didn't feel a thing, didn't even want to read. Oh, you always want to read, right? Don't you love to always pray when you have to stir yourself up when no one's around? Oh, that wonderful. But we do anyway, right? And, and, and yet, you know, just a, simple, just a simple passage that you're reading through the Bible, you're reading different plans, and all of a sudden... You're in the light of the Word, and all of a sudden you see your answer. And the Word you're reading isn't necessarily specifically saying, you need to do this. You're just, you're just now simply in the light. You look around. You see, whoa, I see an answer. Yeah. It just becomes clear to you. You're, you're, you, know, you have the light of the Word of God that's dawning in your, your spirit and, and, and renewing your mind. And all of a sudden, answers come. How do answers come? I don't really have... A great explanation, but I do know this. Answers come when we read the written word of God, and answers come even as we're praying in the Spirit. Uh, God, God knows how to minister 
what he needs us to know by the Holy Spirit who's in us, and he brings that to our mind to where we can understand it to walk it out. I don't know if that was a great explanation, but that's just sort of the way it always been with me. Um, and as I follow God, I, 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 see, I see, you know, you hear, you hear about uh, the spirit of knowing and seeing. Sometimes you'll, you'll just be going on in life, you'll be living well, you'll be, you, you'll be consistently doing things. All of a sudden, you'll begin to see yourself do something, and that's direction for you. You'll, you'll hear yourself just saying something. This is, you all getting this? I really hope you like say he's listening to the voices now. Well, um, the right voice. I'm listening to what it's aligned with the word, what agrees with the word, and and I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Where you know, again, the same one that that uh, inspired men to pen that book is the same one on the inside of us, and it's a similar, very same witness of the Spirit that you sense when you're reading that word. You get a witness. The one that wrote it's in you. The more you get familiar with the book, the more you get familiar with His voice with his witness. I don't mean I hear God saying things. I just said, there, but there's just a witness. What's a witness in a court scene? Someone that can testify to something that's true or someone that can testify that of something that is wrong. Uh, you know, we're, the Holy Spirit witnesses with things that are right and things that are wrong. And the way we pick it up, if we if we, if we just educate our spirit on the Word of God, our conscience becomes a very safe guide because it is the voice of our spirit. Man, if we, can, if we are falling back in the stuff we, we came out of and got free from in our past, our conscience is, has gotten desensitized. I'm not going back. Isn't it amazing how the enemy tries to remind us of some of the good feelings of the past, but not when you were uh, not when you were down and busted and disgusted. Not he don't remind you that he just wants to say, "Oh, the good days of the past." I'm not saying there were some good days, but there's some days I would I, I don't want to repeat that. I just don't. No. Thank God. Thank God for today. Thank God for walking to our future. Better days are ahead. God said, "If we'll just change and adapt and adjust." And, and follow him in his ways, then there's whole new, a whole new beginning in front of us. And God wants to continue to develop our story all the way to the last chapter. That good work that God started within all of us, he's not done with you yet. Man, he barely got started yet. Me too. But I tell you what, I'm going to be like Paul, man. I, I fought a good fight. I've finished my race, and, and, and my departure is no, no, I don't want to say that. that. That's Paul saying that, right? Paul saying that. He said, my departure is, is close. That means if, his, if he had a sense that his departure was close, he had a sense that, guess what? I'm, I'm, I've done what I was called to do fully, to the end, at my destination, at my purpose, and then he said, you know what, but you know what, I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, between two decisions, to go be with the Lord, which is far better, or to stay here and teach you some stuff. It'd be better for me to go, but it'd be better for you if I stayed. So sometimes some people could stay on this earth for the fact they want to just stay and, and, and share with you truth, and share with you experience, and share with you 
That's wonderful. God wants us all to live a good, long life to be able to help impart the victory we walk in to the next generation and the generations to come. Thank God for victory. Thank God for experience. Thank God for us learning. Thank God for us applying. Second Chronicles 34, 31 said, Then the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord. He said, I'm going to follow you, Lord, and I'm going to keep your word. I'm going to keep your testimonies. I'm going to keep your statutes and, and all, with all my heart and all my soul to perform your words of the covenant that are written in the word of God. Second Chronicles 34, 33 says, The writer of the Chronicles went on to say, All his days, Josiah, all his days, the people did not depart from following the Lord God of their fathers. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's all stand up, please. I've come to sort of a stopping point because I want to bring conclusion. And, and where I'm going next week is going to be now, now that we are learning how to win ourselves. And as a matter of fact, after this series, we're going to go into a wonderful series on the topic of how to win with our faith. We're going, we're going to talk about faith as the victory. We're going to talk about how to develop our faith. We're going to talk about, you know, faith pleases God. We're going to talk about the different things that we need to actually be equipped with, refreshed on. Don't just think it's going to be another series on faith. It's going to be another level that God wants to remind us about, you know, just to sharpen, our, uh, sharpen us up to be able to be that much more effectively moving forward. But next week we're going to talk about now, now that we're learning how to win, let's let it be less about us and more about trying to help others. It agitates and irritates me when some people come to the church and say, I don't feel like I'm fed anymore. Well, it's really not about you at some point anymore. Uh, no, I want your needs to be met. That really sounded cruel. I apologize. I'm just telling you, I just sort of vent. I just, did you feel that vent? That just went right out, Kurt. Just, you know? And you know what? Sometimes people aren't fed. Why they say they're not fed, but they're not getting fed because they're not applying the word that they know. Why is God going to tell you something else to do if you hadn't done the first thing he said? So if you keep hearing the same thing, it's like pastors ministering that same word over and over again. No, you just probably hadn't done it yet. on choir. Remember I said it Sunday? It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. <laughs> I got some stuff in me from my past. I love all kinds of churches. It's just amazing. Beautiful body of Christ. Father, thank you for what we've heard tonight. Help us by your spirit and through the grace of God to apply things in our life that will please you moving forward. Why don't we just go ahead and uh, pray this prayer with me. Say it with me, God, I'm sorry for my past. I'm going to leave my past in the past. Father, I receive your healing. I'll renew my mind on the word of God. 
strengthened me to advance forward and to leave my former life. Thank you that I'm a whole new person. I ask you for a hunger for the Word of God like never before. I ask you for a hunger of the spirit of prayer like never before. Oh, thank you for what you've spoken in my life. With your help, I will apply it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvest-triad.com.